Hey guys, welcome back to Napalm and Friends. And I am joined with one of the OGs of the LA punk scene, Angel Peralta. And thank you so much for giving me a bit of your time. Um, of course. So I do want to say we do come from the same background of like backyard and like warehouse gigs, along with like the gritty LA underground scene. And you have made it a point to document all these shows that you go to. And something that we mentioned before we started recording, like you film and you know, photograph things that are just like absolutely insane, like the fires in the middle of the pits, or, you know, like sometimes even fights breaking out, like you have no filter and you just kind of capture things that happen in the scene. And sometimes like, especially when I was living in Washington before I came back to LA, I wish I can go to these shows, but I kind of lived through you and your posts where it's like, I'll watch it from time to time. Like if I'm able to catch it on my timeline where I'm like, all right, it feels like I'm there. <laughs> and before we get more deeper into that, how did you find the punk scene in the first place? Um, yeah, so I found the punk scene um, through a friend. His name is uh, Jerry. And before I got into like, like, because you could say I've been doing either 19 years in punk rock or 20 years in punk rock because uh, when I first got into it, I just knew the Ramones and Blink-182 literally 20 years ago. But when a friend of mine that I was enemies with, I was kicking it by myself in summer school and he comes up to me, he, he gives me a CD. He's like, hey, uh, do you know this band? I'm like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why are you talking to me? Yeah, we, we don't like each other. We hate each other. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll give this guy a try. Well, yeah, show me your music. Well, what is this? And then it was the casualties for the punks and it just blew my mind away. And then everyone started going to gigs and I started going to gigs. So that's pretty much how I got into, I guess, um, real punk rock because You know, not that uh, Ramones and, and Blink-182 is not, but once you like, once you're in LA, you discover that there's like a street punk and all this lineage of, oh man, anyway, so that's hopefully answered the question. <laughs> no, it did. Uh, it seems like a lot of us, because I, I was also talking to a mutual friend of ours, Lou, uh, yeah. who also plays in Cheap Night Out and a really fantastic uh, punk band in LA at the moment. It seems like when we were all like, in middle school or high school, that's when we really started playing with like, oh, what is, what's this sound? Like, oh, who's this band? And then like in high school, I know for me, it was the Allen. Like I mentioned it in a previous episode, like going to the Allen and then seeing the pit. And I was like, oh no, dude, like there's no going back now. Like, yeah, it, it's home at that point. <laughs> But considering like, I mean, you're essentially a veteran at this point in the punk scene. Uh, like what have you noticed from your punk first punk show to like punk shows now, like the evolution of it? Well, I could tell you, at least for me, that there's been a couple of waves. So, like, when I first started going, that was a, a good first wave of kids going. Like, there's a, a legendary place called The Roots in El Sereno. And um, I just remember a, a little dinky bar with one little light bulb and three, four hundred kids packed in that place. And, uh, you know, I, I just recently found some footage of me and my friend going to that show back in 2003 we saw really good bands um that don't exist anymore like the last priority and threatening verse and just seeing how packed and united everyone was i would say that's the first wave of punk then maybe when i was 19 or 18 people really started getting into 77 punk that was the second wave It's kind of started dying out 
And then when the whole scene party started happening, all the dance parties, then it, it kind of died out for a while. I'm not saying it didn't exist, but at least the type of street punk music I grew up loving and being about and, you know, pushing people and getting all excited and desmadroso. Um, yeah, it, it didn't exist anymore or as much, or it was really hard because we're talking about an era where everything was just flyers. Everything was, you know, there was no internet, there was no MySpace. It was maybe GeoCities uh, TK. Um, <laughs> I'm from that era, if you remember, if you recall or remember any of that. Mm. Um, and then looking at flyers, dude. I yeah, flyers. Like I remember, I would walk out of high school. I know, like I'm aging myself, but like I would walk out of high school, and there was like always like one random guy standing on the corner and he would just like hand out flyers and that's how I would find like my punk or ska or rockabilly shows and I was like random ass like houses too or warehouses yeah off bar and then you have to you have to pedir permiso to your parents and then sometimes they didn't let you so you had to learn how to lie to get out and oh man all that <laughs> fun <laughs> oh no I, oh, I lived through all that too where I was like oh it's a friend's birthday party and what sucks though it's like my parents kind of caught on like it was every single weekend I'm like oh I'm going to a friend's birthday party I'm going to a friend's birthday party and they burned me so bad they told me it's like you don't really have that many friends and I was like ah oh! like damn I was like you didn't need to like fucking call me out like that I was like just let me go to the show <laughs> yeah oh man and um it's just beautiful because <laughs> I lived through a couple of experiences like that too and I you know I would say in, in, in my juventud I got to go to 95% of gigs and then five no oh, no me hace pinche mentiroso and, oh wow but I was still pretty free and blessed to have gone to every gig and show and fight I've ever been into and gotten to <laughs> yeah um, and then how it's changed now uh, with this new generation well since people are, you know, quote unquote woke for the good or for the bad, you know, this new generation being extra, very, oh, very, you know, careful where you where you place your foot at, um, you know, cancel cultures, that, that, that's new. You have um, people that are with ski masks and dressing up like clowns. And now I'm probably being very gatekeeper here or like, oh, that's not punk, oh, you know, but... I'm just saying back in my day that didn't exist, but you know, in punk rock, it doesn't matter, you know, be who the fuck you are. You want to be gay, that's cool. You want to be a clown, I guess that's cool too. Own that shit, but just know that all the older heads are going to be, that's not punk. <laughs> We're just laughing and um, I guess there's more Nas now too. Back then it existed, but I never saw it to the abundance that it does now. You know, mm -hmm. everyone, you just hear, Hey, back up, two for five, two for five, you know, and everyone. <laughs> I, I recently started getting into it too. I, I was always against it because when I was a kid, I would see um, people with their lungs freeze up and just pass out. I'm like, oh, hell no, that's for, that's not for me. And next thing you know, the homies from Dead City Punks kind of made it very appeasing. And I'm kicking it with like really cool, badass older heads. And here, here's an Oz balloon. Oh man, and, and I tried it, and yeah, I've, I've been, I've never had a bad case or anything like that. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's going good. I guess I'm, I'm taking in the new waves pretty good, even though I may not agree with, with what it is. And there's an old saying, you know, like, punk is dead. It is for every, every wave that passes, punk dies a little more. <laughs> but then there's older heads that do the music right or are influenced or know a lot of um, the sound that they want to push out. So yeah, it's um, 
you know, to, to answer another question that you didn't even ask, punk <laughs> is dead and then punk is not dead. So uh, it's, uh, um, I think, well, I mean, for me personally, how I see it, it's like punk is what you make of it. It's more of an attitude. It's more of like, it's always been people who have been on the outskirts of society. Like we are all kind of punks. And it's like the fact that we all come together and create a community. I was like, fuck yeah, that's amazing. Which actually leads me to my next question. And something that you've mentioned to me before where, you know, you've compared the pit to life where it's like, I mean, I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit more. I don't want to butcher it. No, you're perfect. You're good. Yeah, no. So um, from a young age, I um, as, as, as soon as I was involved with punk, I was involved with a lot of beautiful things in life that, you know, tools that helped me out to create a band, create poetry um, and eventually get into photography and um for me at the time my philosophy was uh life's a pit so you know in life life's always gonna smack you life is is the pit and when you're in there it's gonna smack you and you're gonna get back you know you're gonna fall you're gonna hit hard and sometimes you're gonna pick yourself up by yourself sometimes you have a beautiful community that's willing to pick you up and push you forward it's um that's 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 the way I, I was looking at life for um, since I was that age. So, yeah, like life is a mosh pit. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I remember when you said that. I was kind of like, oh shit, that's true. You know, like sometimes you're trampled, or other times like you do have that community that lifts you up. And which I do want to say uh, to listeners out there, if someone falls in the pit, like do your best to pick them up. Like yes, yes. For me, that's like one of the like ten commandments of the pit, where it's like help your brother. You know, like you that's see a shoe, shoe on the ground, like pick it up, see who you like can find the owner to it. Or someone falls, like do your best to like lean back and like create some space so they can stand back up, or grab them by the armpit and like throw them back up. Um, I know I've been very lucky where I've fallen and people have like just immediately like scooped me back up like nothing. Yeah. Oh, now God, I remember there was this one time where I actually fell flat on my ass because someone dropped a phone and I was about to pick it up and kind of like lift it, um, see like who would claim it or whatever. But I fell and, you know, people just immediately picked me back up and I was like, oh, okay, like this is nice. And this girl comes and she starts like rubbing my back and she goes, are you okay? And I was like, oh my God, like no one's ever asked before. Like, thank you. Aww. <laughs> it was so sweet. <laughs>
you mentioned some, you mentioned something earlier where you know it helped you get into photography and as i mentioned in the intro you also make it a point to document all these shows that you go to you know like you really dive deep in this like la punk scene so what started that for you like what made you what clicked in your head where it's like i have to i have to film this or i have to like photograph this well um yeah um, that's a great question <laughs> i would say I was always inspired by the books that my friend Jerry and I would look at. I remember there was this one book early on, I think it was called like LA Hardcore Scene or something like that, or or maybe just um, Hardcore Punk. And you just see Minor Threat and fucking Black Flag and all the greats from the East Coast, the West Coast and in between. And I just remember seeing photographies of just mosh, like, like the whole book was just 15 people up, up up in each other's grill just just i was like what is this and just being turned on to everything and uh, i remember my first photographs that i don't even publish a lot or maybe highlight as much but um my fun savers those are those are some of the first technically photographs that i would take obviously they weren't the best quality and everything but the the seed was there without me even knowing and long story short, um, I go back to 2007. That's when I got kicked out of high school and I went straight to ELAC and I went there for three years and learned um, photography, everything from black and white, color, portraiture, um, creative photography, digital photography. I got a certificate and um, yeah, from, from there, I like like the professor Doug Kapinski told me, you're not going to be the best photographer and you're not going to be the worst photographer. You're going to be a decent photographer and you're going to know how to take a decent um, photography from my class. And I thank him every day because um, like, like you said, I like to capture the nitty gritty. I like to capture the real stuff. And most of my posts aren't even edited as much or at all and I'm blessed that my brother got me a, an iPhone because sometimes I can't even go to these gigs and take a proper photo just because enemies, I'm in a dangerous area, I don't want to get jacked, um, whatever it may be, but these iPhones are, are putting in some good work um, nowadays. So that's a little tidbit or a secret of mine that technically it's not photography, but it is photography, but I'm making it work. I'm making um, I'm making it work for me. But uh, yeah, since 2010, I've been documenting and gigs uh, with like a professional camera. I guess the earliest stuff I have would probably be 2008, 2009, 2010 with the Shagrats back when they went through their eras, they went through, as you may or may not know, they went through their 77 era, they went through their garage phase, they went through, um, and, and, and I think right now they, they stuck to garage, which, which is good, and not yeah. that anything is bad, but um, yeah, and uh, I've been lucky and blessed to document it. Mexico, um, fucking, uh, what do you call it, national parks. My, my two favorite type of photographies would be landscape and portraiture. But um, since my environment is LA and the gigs, that's where my heart and my and my soul currently lives in, and I thrive and I get some pretty lucky shots every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely do. And then um, you mentioned that some of the places that you've gone to, they're kind of sketch, dude. And like, I mean, based on what you shared, I'm like, oh fuck, dude, like that is sketch. I don't know if I would go, but um, you're brave enough. But what's one of the <laughs> sketchiest shows that you've gone to? I would say. 
one's gonna probably sound disrespectful and then the other probably not but the one that's not disrespectful would be Kurehe under the bridge because back in my day that never existed never I you know either I was not informed or it didn't exist as I mentioned but last year ever since the pandemic kind of started dying down and people started going out um they had these free shows on the under the bridge and that's that was punk as fuck just to get a generator and invite some people whoever shows up shows up and yeah next thing you know you have three four hundred kids under the bridge no cops no nothing everything was sweet for like a good three four seven events and so the last one that somebody shot off a gun and then the cops came and they finally raided that place rest in peace cut it <laughs> but um and i guess the other ghetto spot that i tend to not to go to or you know stay away from is uh like south central watts area just because um, I don't have that many friends, so I don't have that much friends there that'll back me up if someone's if someone's trying to jack me, if someone's trying to jump me, or whatever the case may be. I I just tend to stick to where I'm better um, equipped or where I know I'm gonna see homies, East LA, Boyle Heights, mm-hmm. even the LA area, Huntington Park. But uh, yeah, that's 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 the area. But I know a lot of people that have fun in South Central and they, and they live and bleed by it and more power to them because they have their connects and people. But uh, yeah, I just, I tend to stick to this side, yeah. <laughs> I I mean, uh, to kind of like piggyback off of that, like I know in my experience, like when I was younger and I would go to those shows, uh, those backyard shows, I remember once I made the mistake of going to a South Central show and I almost got in a fight with a girl because she was just like, just trying to dominate in the pit. Like she yanked a good chunk of my hair out and I almost got in a fight. But my boyfriend at the time like, was like, no, 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 we gotta go. Like, we don't know anyone here. Like we're pretty much on our own. Like you don't know if she has people and we're gonna get jumped. So it's not so much disrespectful. It's more of like, th- there are invisible borders that we're aware of where we kind of know, like, is this a safe area? There are those invisible borders that you have to respect. Like if you're going into someone else's neighborhood, it's like, don't fuck around type of deal. Yeah. Or, you know, like yeah. if they see you as an outsider, it's like you might have a target on your back, but you just don't know. Easy target by at that too. Yeah. So yeah. it's like same thing. Like I would stick around like Glenwood, Southgate, HP, maybe like on the border of like around the border of like Compton and like Linwood and like the border of like Watts and Linwood. It's like the ones that were closer to my town where I'm like, okay, I can kind of like go over and still kind of test the waters. Yeah, and definitely. I wouldn't go to like fuck shit up again. I just would go for the music. <laughs> but not everyone sees it that way. Like I remember once, even in my own hood, like I almost got my ass, well, I got my ass, not kicked, but like pushed around by three cholos, but that's like a long ass story. Oh man, not nice. Ugh. But that one was because I kind of like mouthed off. So I, I kind of own up to what I did. <laughs> <sighs> that one, I'm like, I know, I know exactly where I went wrong. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Going into my next question, actually, is if you had to put together this like hypothetical class, what book, album, and film would you put on your class syllabus? And why? Yeah. Oh, so let's see. Not sure if I should answer each one and why or give you the three answers and then why. <laughs> However you want to answer it, man. Let's see. Uh, so... On the album, I'll definitely choose the the Doors debut album. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the film, I'll do uh, Salt Lake City Punk. And for the book is um, No One Here Gets Out Alive. And uh, 
two of those answers were, were, were doors obviously <laughs> and uh uh yeah so the album is just because it was ahead of its time it was an important album from that era i mean who the hell opens up with breaking on through and screaming and shouting these lyrics and hey what the hell is this and it really spoke to my soul and i think if i'm showing a class to you know let's say i go to mexico and people that don't know nothing about punk or rock culture like what the hell is this and just listen to it closely and then there's all kinds of beautiful different type of tones from from crystal ship to very dark songs like the end and then it climaxes and it just has a little bit of everything for me so that's why i would choose um the doors debut album okay um, yeah let's see salt lake city punk i would say that movie because not everything in life is peaches and cream and i love that that movie start, it's pretty happy it's very funny it's it's very jokey it's very buddy buddy yeah me and steve oh me and steve one at the end oh whoa I, you know i wasn't expecting that and, and that's a harsh reality that could also happen not only in the punk um culture community but with with living in in um in a very um we're trying to say, what am i trying to say uh low income place um mm. yeah yeah because i know i know cholos that have gotten strung out od i know punks that same drug and same you know so just yeah i, I like salt lake city punk because it was very real very um i wouldn't say ahead of its time but um it, it was just raw and, and i was not expecting that ending at all so it's just you know learn from other people's mistakes or look at the movie and and take it in in um to to better yourself or your environment yeah mm -hmm. and uh and the book um no one here gets out of life since i i got into the doors at a very late age um i never had friends to turn me on to any of that music until i was like maybe 18 or 19 years old but then i got deep deep <laughs> into that music but um i like no one here gets out of life because I know that people sometimes romanticize all these badass rock stars that have been here in the past. Like, um, I remember the homie was very into like Johnny Thunders and doing drugs and being a junkie and this and that. And then, um, I, you know, I, I could even say, I, I started going into this Jim Morrison phase and then my friend's like, hey, 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 I gotta check you. I was like, what do you mean? Read this book. You, you, you like The Doors, right? No, I love The Doors. Even better, read this book. Yeah. And then I noticed that um, you can't be Jim Morrison in leather in, in leather pants. I, I gotta be Angel Peralta in leather pants with punk studs and do my own thing. And he, that was Jim, and that was him. And he was a genius, and he was a dick, and he was all in between. And I I gotta be my own and do my own thing. So yeah, it just it, it humbled me to get off that. Maybe I was in a pedestal, or oh, I think I'm this not, dude. <laughs> you ain't that, and you ain't shit. So <laughs> that's why that that book was very cool and very real for me. So yeah, it seems like your recommendations are very just like humbling moments where it's, it makes you think about where you're at in life and just kind of appreciate like the highs and lows, like with the album, with the doors, it's like appreciate the climaxes, you know, appreciate the lows, and then like with the book and the film, it's more of like just enjoy who you are and like where you are, you know, in life, you know, kind of look mm -hmm. around and just reassert your identity, I suppose. Mm -hmm.
So with that being said, actually, I want to know what advice do you have for young punks? <sighs> Man. Um, I like what you said earlier, like punk is definitely an attitude and it's about being 16, 15, 14. Even if you don't find it at that age, 18, 19, 20, it's about being that age and saying no. And it's okay to say no because we're taught to be good, good people or, you know, uh, go with the, go with the wave, go with the mainstream. And as soon as you start figuring out, oh, wait, I'm not a, I'm not a white sheep. I'm a black sheep. Um, you know, I could tell young punks to be yourself. Um, <laughs> try to stay away from cancel culture, even though some people do deserve being canceled out because they're lames and weirdos. And, you know, we could go into abusers. We could go into pedophiles. We could, ugh, there's all kinds of new terms of lames. But, um, mm-hmm. but I could, what I, what I would say is, um, definitely do your research. <laughs> um, stay away from, um, Nas, you know, if if, if 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 you're a kid going to these gigs, do it until after you're 18. Do it because your mind is still developing. I mean, if I had, if I could be 30, 34 and see myself at 15, I'll smack myself and be like, stay away from this, <laughs> train this, stay away from those girls, and you know, just just to make my life a little easier. So, but mm-hmm. if I have kids asking me these questions, looking up to me, I'd be like, yeah, man, definitely stay away from Nas. Um, don't do no harm, you know, like take no shit. No, no, do no harm, but take no shit. That's, that's, that's another one I would say to young kids. And, um, and maybe even if, if you have the ability to train Muay Thai or Jiu Jitsu, do that because sometimes going to these gigs, you're going to get into these fights. And I know not everyone believes in fighting, but if you know a little something, um, the fight looks for you sometimes. So it's, 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 it's okay to, Definitely have some weapons, you know, elbows, knees, punches, even if it's just to get away because, um, yeah, if I would have known self-defense at a younger age, I would have have, you know, a couple of more brain cells. I'm barely hanging on to two that barely work. (laughs) (laughs) Humbly. (laughs) So, To add on, um, I mean, like what we mentioned earlier, it's like if someone falls in the pit, like pick them up first and foremost. Like that's my advice to young punks. Let's, like we have to take care of each other. Yeah. Um, Like I know this whole, like, I mean, being young, like I understand sometimes like egos get in the way or, you know, like these little like clicky fights do sometimes happen in these, in these scenes. But in the end, it's like, all we really have is each other to take care of. Um, Like I learned at a very young age, like, I know it sounds so bad, but like the government's not gonna help at all. Like we don't like, cause we both come from like, you know, you come from East LA, I believe. Boyle Heights East LA, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, around the area. And for me, like I'm from Southeast LA, like we are both familiar. It's like with a community, there always, there isn't always help. Like we have to depend on one another to support ourselves. Like that's all we really have. So with the young punks, it's like, don't get caught up in the petty shit. Like, all we really have is each other. Like, we need to help one another out. Like, kind of yeah. lift one another. As cheesy as it sounds, but... No, no, that's, that's, that's beautifully said. And it's not always going to happen, but it's nice to know that you're in a crazy-ass mosh pit and you have no idea who's going to pick you up, but at least someone, you know, <laughs> it's going to look like the hand of God and, oh, thank you, get back up and either you get in the mosh pit or get you kindly get the fuck back and then watch this matter happen in front of you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. 
<laughs> and uh, it kind of, I mean, I don't know if we're ready to wrap up, but like to share a quick story, like yeah. growing up, I remember a funny, another uncle that I grew up with in my hood. I remember like we would always go to the same show. Like we weren't close friends. We went to the same school, went to the same backyard shows or like warehouse shows. And it wasn't until after we graduated that I started noticing like him around our neighborhood where I remember the first time I saw him, he was like on the park bench and he was just like yelling at nothing right next to him. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so weird. And then come to find out like when Facebook wasn't this like dumpster fire, um, a friend posted, it's like, hey, I found Ankit from our from our punk scene. Like who can take him in? Like I brought him into my place to like shower him up and like give him clothes cause he just fell on hard times. And I don't know if it was like drug use or like mental health, but he just completely deteriorated from there. And I just, a part of me still wants to go back into my hood and like look for him and see where he's at and see if he still needs help. Because I mean, clearly he's not getting the help that he needs. So yeah. again, by all means, like if there's something that we can do, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, like open up your house to everyone and like help everyone out. But if there's like something small that you can do to help your community, it's like, that's already punk as fuck. Yeah. You know, you're already going up against a government that doesn't want to help. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. I, I actually also have a couple of friends that um, I won't mention their names, but one's really hardcore into meth right now. The other one's also into meth, but he gets around. I guess he's been homeless for a longer time to where he um, just gets by. And every time I see him, I'll, I'll try to bless him with food, even though he'll ask me for money. Um, I was brought up like, you know, like you can help anybody out, but just make sure you know that they're going to drink something or eat something and then sometimes you know they just really need the money to for their fix or for whatever and hey bro i only have two three dollars and change here you go mm-hmm. oh thank you homie gracias and i try to help them out as much as i can i like that people that grew up in my community like restaurants um i have the homie ismael that works at un solo sol vegan kitchen whenever he sees him he goes hey hey Beep. I'm gonna say his name. Hey, beep. What's up, homie? Hey, tacos or what? Yeah, homie. Thank you. Gracias. I was paying some out on the boy. No, 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 homie. Stay right there. And he gives him frijolitos, two taquitos de papas, and 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 he cleans it nice. It's beautiful to see the community help out the community, even though they don't want help themselves, but they're willing to accept it. And <laughs> the other homie is just lost. He's not. He's not in there, and like oh, I can't welcome him to my house anymore. He acted a fool in my bathroom. Uh, anyways, I don't yeah. want to get yeah too into I mean, that. Again, um, going back to the whole like helping as much as you can, you know, yes. like, not without overextending yourself at that point. Because again, I feel like that's one of the most punk things that you can do is just again help your fellow man or woman or whatever, you know, just yeah. Again, community. Um, <laughs> but I don't have any more questions for you. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add. Actually, what we were just adding to, for me, this this would be the last thing, but um, speaking of community and punk and everything, I just I just wanted to say a shout out to uh, Dead City Punks, um, born and raised, because last year they threw that historical gig um, that happened under the bridge, not under Cudahy Bridge, but it was like under, out of the top of my head, under the, under the four, the five freeway by Urquhart Park, and it was legendary it was madness i've never seen anything like it over two three thousand people at a festival a punk festival free that's never been heard of i don't think that's ever gonna be replicated again and up up the punks fucking props to dead city punks to 
that they organized it. They, they, they did that shit good. And it was word of the mouth. And what, they're going to shut down two, 3,000 kids? Hell no, they're not. After 10, yeah, I mean, I I got shot by the cops. I even have the, the scar. Oh, <laughs> That's what my name, Rubber Bullet Punk, came about because, uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. So um, yeah. may, may Punk long live and... Uh, no, no, mate. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Long live punk. There it is. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, man. Shout out to so, the most dangerous band in LA. <laughs> I will say I will be adding uh, links to the band and also to your page. So whoever's listening, they want to check out the LA punk scene. It's it, There it is. It's in the bio. So uh, thank you so much for giving me a bit of your time, dude. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank so you. tune in next time, guys. <laughs>